Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, after their defeat to um, Wolves last night, uh, we talked Everton with the comedian, podcaster and Evertonian Sam Avery. And uh, Rafa in particular, he was on good form. Um, we spoke to the Garms dealer, didn't we, Charlie? Yes, he was a person who goes out and finds clothes for footballers to wear. Yeah. Which I would have Rare thought... and, and limited edition. Yeah, limited. Those trainers and like yeah. stuff you see at outlet bags, villages. Watches. Yeah. All um, your bags, all your watches, all box. your denim, all your towels. Yeah, see. Here are mum. Over here. Um <laughs> Alistair McGowan joined us, the impressionist. Yeah, um he was had some serious points to make, but we'll stick with what Stuart Pierce would call the humorable aspects of yeah, our yeah, chat. Yeah, and uh, we also had a chat with Eggsy from Goldie Looking Chain, who's uh, fallen out with Burberry. <laughs> And we had a chat. We did. We never discovered we Charlie's my, real name. My computer fell apart, Paul. Yeah. We lost out on messages, all sorts of gold. But we somehow staggered through the we show. We got through it again. Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. Afternoon. Or whatever your name is. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I've known you for a fair old time. Yeah, I don't know what your real name, name is. Let people guess. Uh, and you can just say, so now, but a while away, three hours. Chris, no. Dave, I will no. Say, Alan, no. I do get called an awful lot of names on the TalkSport message board. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but and not necessarily. Not many the we right can read one. out. Yeah, there Complete we are. Complete nut of Trevor. Um, uh, look, uh, very excited, are you, Paul? Well, I am. I'm pleased. Look, it's, it's very. People I'm, will be waiting to hear what you, as a Super well, Spurs I mean, we fan. Kind of, I think we sort of knew it was happening yeah. yesterday. We're going to chat to uh, Richard Cracknell, our old mate Crackers, who's our man outside the training ground um, on uh, transfer deadline day. He sent out a tweet yesterday morning, which, as they say, I think in Twitter circles, hasn't aged particularly well. But I completely knew where he was coming from. And, you know. Just over 24 hours ago, I would have completely concurred. But we'll we'll be chatting uh, more about that uh, Like Graham, says Charlie the cabbie. You a Graham? No, no my, my uncle's called Graham, though, so that's okay. nice, isn't that, it? That's, so, yeah, OK, but, right for uh, uh, With Unai Emery pr- supposedly coming back to Newcastle, yeah. Paul and Conte going to spare, this is a 2018 Premier League season supergroup yeah. being put together. Well, Tottenham were better then, so... Exactly. I'm, I'm, David <laughs> Wagner is expecting a call at any minute. Yes, <laughs> it could be. We're putting the band this yeah. way. We're it's like, like in Ray Charles music do you want to the come, do you want to come and manage Aston Villa we're putting the band back together <laughs> yeah we're going to we're going to chat about Emery later on I mean I, look, I don't know what the Newcastle fans made of it a few of them it seemed listening to Jim and Simon were a touch underwhelmed but he has been successful in Europe 
there are maybe circumstances. A lot of the, the, the obviously the Arsenal fans uh, are sceptical, um, but we will chat about that later on. Wondering whether this is the time to come in. There is a feeling yeah. about Newcastle that there's some hard yards to be done at the mm. moment, and someone else can do that. And then you can come in a bit like Salt Bay yeah. <laughs> and besprinkle a little bit of gold leaf on the 650 yeah. quid steak. Yes. That's the, the gig you want. The isn't one it? that's always. The tweaking, yeah, the, the tweaking the, stage. The one that's always you're saying, said is do David want, Moyes. Isn't do we it? want Neymar or do we want Mbappe at that? Yeah. What Alan Shearer <laughs> said the other day was absolutely spot on. And I yeah. think Tottenham's move to get Conte in and. Potentially, I say the jury's still out on this, we'll discuss that in a moment, potentially have a culture shift in the way they've operated before is a lot to do with Newcastle, trying to uh, trying to get slightly ahead of Newcastle because they were all kind of joking, the other righty and Gary Lineker, after they were coated by uh, Chelsea in a poor <laughs> performance. And, and, and Alan Shearer said, yeah, you can laugh now. You won't be laughing in a few years. Mm, and he's absolutely right thing. because it's we all thing. know what's going to happen. The money will kick in. It will make a difference. Yeah. With that money, we do know it. Lovely to say, well, money doesn't always buy you success. I think it probably does. Well, you, the, over the Newcastle over the period the, of time, the money's not going to kick it. The January window isn't when they're going to do it. No, is no, it? no. So, so Newcastle basically needs someone to keep them up. Yeah, isn't it? That's that's what they need. So that could be Unai Emery. But yeah. I'm saying, from his point of view, he's going to be leaving a club where he's well thought of. And, and things are going well. Look, it's a challenge, and he may want to take that big, challenge on. Big Sam will be. Well, no, oh, he'll, he'll be wanting it. Though, won't he? Pa- they're not having. Paul, big, I know. I'm not saying, but not he'll having, be wanting it, won't he? They're like, not having Big Sam back. I mean, that would that wouldn't be you know to that, imagine that. I mean, things have been toxic enough at Newcastle <laughs> without going big back Sam going back to a guy they turned on last time <laughs> for six months. I mean, if you are a Newcastle <laughs> fan who'd happily see Red Adair, Big Sam come in now. Um, do, do you think? I'm clearly interested to know Newcastle. Do you think you need? That kind of manager now, or do you need a firefighter? Do you need somebody who'll come in, uh, get, you know, uh, round pegs, round holes and all that, yeah. put players out there, keep you up, and then start the big... A re- couple of signings in January. As I said, it is a World Cup year. That helps. It means players will go on loan where they wouldn't do otherwise. You might pick up some some good, important players. You know, Sergio Ramos could be at the back in January. I think so. It, it, now, it, it, here's, a, here's how football works and how it's all about timing isn't it Paul because yeah. Nuno wasn't it, it wasn't out you know out of the game was he when, when he came to Spurs he was his, his stock was riding quite high it was, wasn't rel- it? It was relatively, relatively high, high. Not and if he hadn't good... taken the Spurs job and yeah. made a hash of it and yeah. not done a not done a good job mm-hmm. he'd be in the frame for the Newcastle job so you're, are you Absolutely. saying Nuno for Newcastle? I'm just, I'm moving just, quick. No, I'm just Daniel Lever be all for that. It's all about timing, isn't it? It's all about timing. Leave. Sometimes it's best not to take a job, which makes you think Eddie Howe has done a good thing for himself by not taking any old job. He's waiting around for the right thing, yeah. isn't he? I mean, again, he's not. Is he necessarily the sort of... You'd want Eddie Howe, he's in the Potter envelope. Is you want him to build something, yeah. build a culture and, and, you know, start from the ground up. And that's not what Newcastle oh, I don't know, the I'm just putting up any smoke yeah. screen so they don't come for Gary Johnson. That's okay. all I'm doing. <laughs> Hands off Gary Johnson. Um, champagne, says Billy. Surely lovely, that's yeah, Charlie's stuff. first yeah, name, very good. I'll champagne, take champagne. Charlie Baker. I'll take that. Lovely stuff. Um, so anyway, Cheryl's are... the best. Cheryl from Bucks Fizz, the one, obviously. What's that? You Cheryl were... Baker. Cheryl. From... That would have been a good name. <laughs> you don't look like a Cheryl. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Antonio Conte is the new Spurs coach, 18-month contract, which in itself is quite interesting. Um, Richard Cracknell, friend of the show, the man we often turn to on uh, deadline day. He's outside the training ground force. He's a podcast uh, host of many a Spurs Legends uh, evening as well. Uh, he sent out a tweet uh, in probably minutes after Nuno lost his job and people saying, oh, what about Conte? And he quite rightly said, what in the last 20 odd years leads you to believe that the club would pay the money to bring in Conte. <laughs> but, you know, I found myself completely agreeing with him. Yeah. As I say, it hasn't aged particularly well, as he has alluded to today. Um, but I think there's fundamentally a question to be asked about that. Uh, Crackers joins us now. Hi, Crackers. Buongiorno, Paul. And uh, <laughs> I, I don't think Charlie's from the West Country. I'm going that he's actually Dutch. Oh. And he's Greg's, Greg's the baker. Greg's, oh, wow. Greg's nice. the baker, yeah. What Some people lovely, have got a bit regionalist, yeah, yeah. including Jonesy, who says, is he Denzel or Pem- <laughs> Pemberthy? Denzel Pemberthy is Jethro's Pem- character. Oh, okay. I said to Denzel Pemberthy. Oh, okay. Yeah, right, yeah, fair yeah, enough. Yeah. So it's not that. It's, it's not, not Denzel that, or no. Pemberthy. Now, at the core of what you said, Crackers, was belief that our chairman would never employ a manager who'd want a fairly serious amount of money to spend and maybe a bit more control uh, over the way transfers work. And that is still my fear in this. As I said yesterday, my slight fear Mm. is the February the 1st press conference after the window closed, uh, as closed on January the 31st, and we can say what we like about Paratici being in charge, but the purse strings held by the chairman and Joe Lewis, the owner, and you could still see Daniel on the phone with his abacus at 5 to 11 saying, <laughs> we'll give you 25% now, we'll take him on loan, yeah. and then a couple of deals don't get done, and by February the 1st, this is a relationship going sour. The only thing that's going to stop that happening is a culture shift, uh, a belief at last, as a lot of people have said, including, I think, Conte about Tottenham in the past, is if you really want to compete, you do have to spend a bit more money. So is this a culture shift? Is it another false dawn? I mean, I know what we hope it is, but are you are you a touch sceptical as well? Yeah, yeah, it comes with a certain amount of trepidation and excitement to to, mm, to yeah. actually get him get him there. I mean, who can't be excited? It's a little bit of a Jekyll and Hyde feeling, isn't it, as Spurs fans today? Because you you're in this to be excited and have managers and players like that at your club. But then you think to yourself, like I said yesterday, what has Daniel really done other than the stadium on the football side of things Mm. in 20 years that would suggest it's going to be 
any different. Um, I mean, you know, he's he's on a he's on a fair wage, but a friend of mine bought a lovely secondhand Bentley uh, about a year ago, and uh, we actually got drunk together whilst he was out here on holiday, and he bought it off of an auction site <laughs> and uh, paid twenty thousand pounds for it. But he took it in for a service, and that came to ten grand. And then he had to insure it, and that was fifteen hundred two grand. <laughs> then he had to tax it, and that was another thousand pound. And every time he pops to the shops, it's thirty quid in petrol. <laughs> so you know, you, you, it's all very well. Most people could go out and get themselves a second-hand Bentley. You got to run it. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's what it's all about now. Will we be able to run this second-hand Bentley that we brought in? So it's a second-hand Ferrari, <laughs> really, isn't it? Yeah, I yeah, would yeah, imagine yeah. it can, can carry the analogy Maserati, through. Maserati, yeah, Maserati often breaks down. Yeah, it is. Um, as I said, look, it is potentially exciting because if there has been a culture shift, and um, you know, look, we're not going to we're not going to be in the Newcastle area. Probably might not even be in the Chelsea area. But what we're saying to maybe the existing squad is, we'll bring in some quality. We'll bring in. It's always hard in January, but the view is to bring in quality players to up the quality of the squad, squad to get them competing, hopefully where they were uh, two or three years ago under Pochettino. And that's the hope, isn't it? Uh, and the fact that you've got a seasoned coach in there that will shake up the existing squad and a few of them do need shaking up. Yeah, very much so. He's almost like he's a receiver coming into a failing company, isn't he? Hmm. Now and he's, uh, I'm, I'm just as excited by who might be going as who might be coming in. Mm. To be honest, because he'll look through the, the assets of the company. He'll go, no, they're a drain. See you later. Right, you can stay. You're fine. No, out the door. See you later. And Daniel's going to have to be a little bit more realistic, mm. or the board is with their valuations, because we all know that there's players that's not moved on because he thinks they're worth X mm. and other clubs are only prepared yeah. to pay Y. So he's going to have to take it on the chin a little bit as a club to get some of those off the wage bills to make, to make room for, uh, mm. for new signings uh, to, to come in. So uh, even if he is only there for 18 months, I know that the contract's been spoken about, but, What's a contract in football these days? Mm. Uh, or unless you're Charlie Kane, of course, he found out otherwise with contracts, didn't he? But other, other than that, um, contracts just really ain't worth the paper they're written on. So even after 18 months, he should have come in and given us a real shake-up. But our hope is that he does very well. And if he does, they'll find the money mm. to, uh, to extend that. No doubt about it at all. That's that's interesting on this painful rebuild, as Poch said, and the you know churn of the squad that's been needed for a long time. Simon Jordan made a good point with Jim earlier on that you know the difference is now it's not just the chairman and a new manager and a, and a chairman that's reluctant to see the value of you know overinflated valuation of players he wants to sell and undervaluing players he wants to buy. You've got Paratici in there now as a buffer, and if he's if he's the constant, if he is the director of football, even after. Uh, Conte leaves then you know he's going to be involved in that process and it won't be sort of scorched earth if players are moved on there'll be players that he as the director of football as well as the manager wants moved on so there is hopefully a strategy it's not in seeing off a bunch of players bringing some more in and being in the same boat there's hopefully now some continuity see on the face of it it all looks very very optimistic I saw an Arsenal fan outside and he said I'm gutted and I'm sure there's some other fans mm -hmm. of other clubs that would do of Tottenham you know because you're going to put Tottenham back in the mix again you know Leicester West Ham teams uh, that are flying at the moment but we don't know we're going to have to see how the relationship works because we've been in this pos position before with the chairman 
and it hasn't worked out. Something's gone sour. So I think it's going to take a while for us all as Tottenham fans to trust this relationship and see how it pans out. Well, I'll ask you both, actually. Has it been worth it, though, for that magnificent stadium? You know, well, he has got. you have got the best stadium possibly in the world. Yeah, but at the moment, has did, it been worth it? But you know, you can. I mean, you know, if you if you go into this fantastic house and and you just watch, I mean, I can't think of the we analogy. Are, we are analogy tastic. But, but on what this can you say? I mean, I can't think of. A th- I mean, that that Saturday was one of the most depressing experiences mm. I can remember as a Tottenham fan. It was just a team devoid of anything, and I could have been watching that in a park, and it would have been putrid. But you had the right man, and you got rid of him. You had Pochettino, and well, you got rid of him. I know, but I mean, I, look, it's like yeah, I've look, often said on Last Word on Spurs podcast, it's like. We're, we're in the ivy, but keep serving up these microwave burgers. You know, these one minute, one minute burgers. That's you, the you analogy I was just, looking you for. You can't do that. Yes. Can you? you just, you just cannot, you cannot do that. And everything is there except what we're all interested in. Because I've also said if Spurs played in the street, I've watched them from the curb. So, you hmm. know, as lovely as that stadium is, and I totally get, why they, they, they've done it, be, yeah. to generate revenues and to have your concerts and your boxing now. But as long as that all comes back into the team and it begins to, to develop and grow. Mm. I mean, the early signs are with um, Romero and Royal at the back and Brian Hill. It, it looks like there's some better players coming in, mm. some players that you can see where we're going. So as long as that continues, I don't think... The amount of money we've been spending has been too wrong either. It's just where it's gone and, yeah. and there's types of players that it's gone on. So I mean, 450 between... million quid on players uh, and you would argue that Lucas Moore is the only, you know, and he's been pretty mercurial, has been the only one that, that has looked half decent value for money in that period. And you can't question, as you say, what he's done off the field. He's built a fantastic infrastructure and maybe the purse strings are going to be slightly loosened under Conte because, I mean, I, I stayed for a drink, met some people. I wanted to go straight home. I was on the floor after the game, but I arranged to meet some people, went and had a pint, and I thought it'll, it'll, it'll be like tumbleweed going through that mm. whole South Stand bar. It was packed, yeah. crackers. It was like mm. two or three deep yeah. people are staying there, even after a defeat like that, having a drink, having the post-mortem. There's money coming into the club, so maybe... We are starting to see that post-pandemic. But um, I do think microwave burgers in the Ivy could be the title of no. today's podcast <laughs> for, for the show. If Spurs were playing in the street, I wouldn't stand on the cup. I'd get involved. I'd get involved. You'd have a kick I'd pretend, you? I was, well, you, you I'd pretend I was playing for you Spurs. Could, you could have got a game Saturday. You could have come on for Luke. You could have come on for <laughs> La Celso. Anybody could have done. Um, Crackers, lovely to talk to you. Um, we will ca- yes. catch up with you soon. Thanks very much. Brilliant. Thanks, guys. There we are. Cheers. Richard Crackers Cracknell, our uh, deadline day reporter and, uh, yeah, a regular on the last word on Spurs podcast. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. As I always do, um, late in the evening, I take the dog for a walk, little last walk. Oh, yeah, lovely. Um, and listen to the sports bar. Okay, And lovely. Uh, the Evertonians were turning out in force after the game mm. against Wolves. And uh, this is what Les had to say to uh, okay. Andy and Jason last night. It's just not acceptable from an Everton team. That's where it stops, and it stops at the manager. And you can say Benitez this, Benitez that. We've got injuries. I'll tell you, seriously, 3,000 fans there tonight, and 2,995 of them want Benitez to go. And the sooner he goes, the better it'll be, because there's just no love there. There never will be. Just get out of our club. Uh, Evertonians have been they've been rounding up the tweets of Evertonians on the uh, on the Chronicle website as well mm. because there's been some talk about Rafa going back to Newcastle. 
And uh, things like, looks like Benitez back to Newcastle will make two sets of fans happy. Newcastle still want that clown Benitez. If so, send him on his way up there now. But what we were saying about timing, Paul, you know, if, if Rafa wasn't in a job, then he... Surely that would be the great yeah. homecoming the now, Newcastle wouldn't it? Newcastle fans you know? would like that. This was always uh, a danger if, if a couple of results didn't go Everton's way. Uh, joining us as, as he did on the day of appointment, I believe, Sam Avery, comedian, podcaster and Evertonian. Good afternoon, yeah. Sam. Hiya, fellas. Hiya, Sam. As you said, you know, when you haven't <laughs> got that... A bit, a bit more depressed than last when time When you haven't chat. got that, those cre- that credit in the bank, and, you know, the, that, the Liverpool Association will always come up if results aren't going well. This That was always going to be the danger, wasn't it? It was, yeah. I mean, it's all just so depressing, really. I mean, I think it started the season was, I think, our best start since 1978 up until the last three games. Then it has fallen apart and it's fallen apart quite dramatically. But I think Benitez, and I don't dispute Les's, Les's impassioned play for him to get out of our club and all that, but I, do, I, do, I think at some point you've got to look at these players who've, mm. you know, the last five managers have had a lot of the same players. And a lot of them are just coasting. I mean, like, mm. uh, some of the players last night were just... I mean, p- poor Ben Godfrey. Like, I've not seen a drop-off like that yeah. since the third Godfather movie. That was the last time I saw... It was a cracking ball. If only it had been at the other end. I mean, completely dissected the defender. Yeah. And, but the trouble was, it was his own defender. <laughs> it, well, I know. And, but, you know, and there's players like Michael Keane, who seems like such a nice fella. But I don't want nice fellas on the pitch, because he, he doesn't seem to... He, he doesn't gets stuck in, he doesn't do what he needs mm. to be doing and he doesn't seem to, he, he seems really nervous about making mistakes as they all are at the moment. I think Benitez has made some bad decisions in the last three games and, you, you know, the manager's always got to be accountable but I, I'm sick of us just getting rid of the managers at the drop of our hat and I just don't think that's the answer. There's bigger problems there than, than just getting rid yeah. of the manager. Yeah, right, they feel, they feel anonymous all of a sudden. They feel like they haven't got a, a, an imprint on what that squad is meant to do. They, they don't even feel like a Rafa Benitez team. It just feels like a group of players. It doesn't really take very long, though, does it? It was only a couple of weeks ago we're eulogising about the, the fact that they'd bought two good sort of wingers on the cheap. You know, Andros was yeah, playing sure, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've been unlucky with injuries. Calvert Lewin getting on the end to some of those crosses. You could have had very different score lines. Um, so he's been a bit unlucky on that front as well, hasn't he? He has been. And I mean, the last time I was on. This station, I was I was joking, but only slightly joking about getting a, a um, an Andros Townsend tattoo on my face. You know what I mean? Because he was playing that well, <laughs> and I was really like buoyed by everything. But we have we have missed plays, you know. And and I think Dominic Calvert Lewin was probably our man of the match last night, wasn't he? I thought he put in a great performance <laughs> on Sky. Yeah. And Lovely awake, whatever... it. Lovely awake. It was a good jacket. Was that the third jacket? Like, like to Marty McFly's dad, it. didn't he? In the Back <laughs> to the Future, it was a, it's a great jacket. It's a great. He did jacket. look a bit. A bit like that, but I mean, whatever they're teaching them in the academy, obviously the, the media training is is top notch. It's the rest of it that we need to look at, really, um, because it, this team and you're right, anonymous is the word, and and even last year under Ancelotti, and, and we flew so high at times, but then ultimately finished quite low. And I think it, we were never more than half an hour away from a bad patch of play from all the players just looking like they didn't want to be involved. And I think that speaks to the kind of the lack of character of most of the players where the, the, no one's willing to like, it's a cliche, but grab the, the game by the scruff of the neck, give each other a rollicking on the pitch. That's what you need. And, and everyone just sort of mooches about and things start to go wrong and no one takes, takes you know, responsibility. Now, what makes it tougher, of course, is that <clears throat> Tottenham have made a bold move and got rid of a manager after 10 minutes in football terms. And it's Everton Spurs at Goodison on Saturday. And then we get into something we're going to talk about later on, football's kill zone, <clears throat> the international break that's coming up when you often see quite a turnover of managers. So I'm not saying it's going to happen, 
But if Tottenham did go out and beat Everton, the natives could get restless and it might focus the minds or otherwise of the board, mightn't it? So it's quite a risky couple of weeks for Rafa. Yeah, it's just a shame we hadn't played Tottenham, you know, before that because they, they looked pretty dire. Yeah. But it's uh, it's look it's looking ominous. And in fact, we've got Tottenham. I think we've, we've got City, and then we've got we've got a bunch of really terrible fixtures. And I'm looking at them now. I mean, Charlie will know what I'm talking about here. I used to look at my gigs that I was doing before Christmas, and there used to be a particular chain of comedy clubs that <laughs> book you in for a week. And you'd be looking at that last week in December, going, "Oh God, that's going to be horrific." <laughs> and that's kind of what I'm looking at now. I think we're, we're going to get nothing from these. Yeah. So. We need a result at Tottenham, even if it's a dodgy draw, just to get something going. Are you saying it's a Portsmouth Jonglers week? <laughs> that, that was it, yeah. That was it. I didn't want to mention the name, but... Exactly dr- drunken hen and st- uh, sort of Christmas yeah, parties. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's tough. It's yeah. tough as I would imagine, really. It's pretty tough, Paul, but not like a real job. Maybe know. they should make all football managers go out. They should get Nuno to go out and do 10 minutes in front of a couple of Christmas parties. Nuno should take the Scunthorpe job. That's what he should do. Take Go down to Scunthorpe, keep Scunthorpe up, show him it so everyone he can really do it. Yeah. And then everyone will be in for him. Well, I'm sure he's, Maybe I'm sure he's delighted with that, Charlie. Um, <laughs> so, Sam, um, so finally, if, are you saying stick with the man or, or what, what would it take to make the change? Yeah, we've got to stick with Rafa because the, these players, these players have got so... Like, I know Ancelotti wasn't sacked, he left, but they've, they've, they've undone so many managers. You know, someone like Michael Keane, he's been there for about four or five managers now, which is mm. a ridiculous sentence in itself. So, I mean, it, things like this can't continue, but at this point... The the only thing that does you know pop into my head is uh, you were talking about me being on 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 your show when Dave was appointed and I said he's got he's got hired like Rhino and and because of that he doesn't like to make changes to his own decisions Rafa which is partly a, a great point but can sometimes see himself undone so I don't know we'll just have to see what happens but I'm firmly behind sticking with him at the moment definitely uh, Sam as the podcast continues I take it tell us a bit about that. Yeah, so we do a podcast every week called Fix the World. So we we take a problem in the world every week and we try and fix it. Mm. Normally we pick small things. We're not picking stuff like Everton's midfield. <laughs> an eight-hour episode. We, we just don't want to move in house, which will be out tomorrow. So you go oh. on the website, samaverycomedy.com. All, all the details are on there. Brilliant. Good to Brilliant. talk to you. We know we could be talking to you in about 10 days, but about the obvious. <laughs> but we'll see what happens. We'll see, see what happens. I'll pencil happens. you in. Yeah, it's pencil and seeing light pencil. There we are, comedian Cheers, Sam. Sam Avery there. Our yeah, thanks funny, man. Go and check out the podcast. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is an interesting story. Right. This oh, uh, is a big, big piece in, in today's sun. Um, it's uh, a story of The Garms Dealer. It's a new show coming to Channel 4, I think, later this year. Mm-hmm. And I suppose the clue's in the name. This is uh, a, a young man. Uh, only 20 years old, Sam Morgan, who's built a fantastic business finding kind of uh, rare and limited edition clothing for the stars, many of them from the world of football, including Jack Grealish and Meza Ozil in the past, Paul Pogba, your own Darren Bent. So lots and lots of players, and we're very pleased to say that Sam joins us now. Good afternoon, Sam. Good afternoon. Wow. Well, what an interest! I mean, how did you Great get in? Business, how did Sam, you get yeah. into this line of work, Sam? Tell us. Um, I got into this line of work just through um, buying and selling trainers about five or six years ago. Right, and from um, there, you just built a reputation, did you? I suppose what doing a good job for showbiz clients—they tell their mates, and it's sort of word of mouth and steamrolled. Yeah, I mean, my, my most of my clientele are footballers, but not all of them. I mean, I've got a lot of high net worth people or very important people should i say um it's a very exclusive service that i now that i now provide which is more like a high-end concierge sort of service oh yeah 
Um, it starts off as being a personal shopper. Actually, it first started off me just selling to trainers, which mm. then evolved into personal shopping as all these footballers who were buying shoes off me um, started asking for outfits as well. And within the last four or five years, it's progressed to actually selling a lot of watches, organizing private jets, organizing holidays, wow. organizing, to be honest, whatever they, uh, they need. Right. I mean, I suppose oh, it, it's not just a, con- a network of footballing and sporting contacts you need it's the it's the back end as well if you, they're asking you to find this stuff you've got a whole network of people you know that that you can get it from a hundred percent i mean the position i'm in right now mm. wouldn't have been possible without the experience of the last four or five years i mean i mean it's grown massively i mean you you get more contacts you li- you meet more people and before you know it, you've got you've got ins it for watches for bags mm-hmm. i mean whatever they need really wow there we are. But just how did you get into it then? Did you spend your life being into fashion and interested in fashion? And I'm interested, you started buying and selling trainers. I'm assuming you didn't go up to people in the street and say, I like your trainers. Can I buy your trainers? <laughs> um, are these trainers that are bought out in limited editions and you'll buy a bunch of them and, and you'll be the one that's got them? How does it work? It's funny you say that. I mean, that would be quite a funny business model if I started <laughs> just going up to random people on the street. Yeah. But um, I started when I moved to school when I was around 14, 15, and a lot of the kids were into fashion and into making money off trainers. I mean, when at my past school, I was selling sweets at school, but it was so much bigger. I mean, when I saw these kids on their phones, um, they were waiting in queues to get trainers. I mean, they'd probably be 130 pounds. It's up, up to three, 400 pounds. And you'd literally, it's just the luck of the draw. I mean, you sit in a queue online. If you get through, you'd win the shoes and you'd make your money. Mm. So it started like that. And within a few months, I went to some sneaker events called Crep City, um, which was in Shoreditch. And I started obtaining a lot more knowledge about sneakers mm-hmm. and understanding the market. And I'd say within two years of that, or within six months, maybe I made the Instagram. And within six months of having the Instagram, I had a lot of the Arsenal youth team as clients because I, I proposed my um, business plan, should I say, to a player called Cohen Bramwell who joined Arsenal. Mm. And within two months of selling to Cohen Bramwell, I had Joe Willock, Chris Willock, Reese Nelson, Lacazette, mm. all his clients. Oh. And it's, it's with the football world, it's very easy because I also say very hard as well, because it's very, it's very hard to make a name, but once you've made your name, you've got to maintain it. And once you've maintained mm. it, yeah, the name goes around really quickly. However, yeah. it's very easy to lose your name overnight. I mean, a lot of people in the same industry, I'd say if you, you can do a good job for for so long but if you do one thing wrong it can it can spread really quickly yeah, yeah. and, I, and I base my job on um my service mm. and what so i mean do you, do you ever get an auction situation you Oof. get your hands on something Ooh. that you know is very rare and you say well i know jack would like that i know pierre emmerich Abamiang would like that i know paul pogba was like that so yeah i've got a funny story mm-hmm. so oh. once uh, i think two years ago 2019 I was so I sell to most of the Manchester City players. I've got Jack Grealish, Ferran Torres, Kevin De Bruyne, Mares, oh. um, John Stones, Carl Walker. Um, Basically, the whole squad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got so, I've got so many from Manchester City. To be fair, yeah. but Kevin or one of the other boys messaged me and they said, he said, "Can you bring loads of stuff down?" And they gave gave me the sizes for each person mm-hmm. of what they what size they were. So I brought around two, three hundred items down, clothing and a few trainers, mainly clothing at this time. I wasn't doing watches at the time. And one of the players took the stuff into his room, locked the door and said, 
He said, let me see it first before everyone else sees it. One of the players. One of the players. I mean, it would be wrong to divulge which one, would it? It sounds like he's, he's gone. He's gone. Oh, <laughs> he doesn't want to reveal <laughs> his sources. Yeah. I don't. I don't blame yeah, yeah. him. I don't blame him. The thing is, so, so when you meet footballers and, and when you read about footballers and when you listen to footballers' stories, yeah. so much of their banter, in inverted commas, yeah. is based on people's gear and what they're wearing, yeah. and and what people walking yeah. into the into the dressing room in and yeah. the changing rooms in, you know, and and what they wear to training and stuff. That it must be so high stakes. <laughs> what you were, I can't yeah. imagine. I can only imagine it's it's so scary getting dressed every morning to go to training. <laughs> that is a nightmare. Because I said to Paul earlier, and this probably makes me sound like an old man, yeah. is that a lot of the time I look at footballers and say they look like they've covered themselves in glue and run through TK Maxx. Um, <laughs> but um, how do you avoid that sort of look? To be honest, when <clears throat> I first started, I feel like a lot of the footballers I was selling to I mean when I say footballers because I don't only sell to footballers but the footballers I was selling to I think for like a lot of them were just putting brands together and they weren't actually like styling very well however over the last four to five five years I've seen a huge progression in the footballers the way they dress whether they've got stylists or they just learned a lot about fashion mm. I'm probably guilty of that as well to be honest but a lot of the players I sell to now I really see them dress really well I mean Andy Robertson sometimes I sort his outfits out and he asked me to help sort the outfit for that yeah. specific event. Mm. So I'll help put the outfit together. Wow, what about that? It's amazing. Good. Look, we're nearly out of time. So how about you shoot TV you have got show this, coming You have up, got yeah. this TV show on Channel 4. So when's that going to be on? That's going to come out, I think, this month, maybe next month. Um, it's based on me dealing with footballers, getting their outfits and almost a day in the life of what I do with them, whether it's sourcing the stuff and chilling with them and, It'll have a snippet of my trip to PSG where I sold to Messi last month. Wow. Which will be interesting. Brilliant. We look forward to seeing it. Oh, keep up, well, keep it up, Sam. What a yeah, great yeah. business you've great got. Job. A lot of fun. Everyone will um, be trying it now. 20 years old. Going on eBay. Uh, good to talk to you, Sam. Thanks very much. Thanks very much. Thanks. There we are. Sam Morgan there, there the Garms are. dealer. What a guy. It's a good time. Really you could get it wrong, couldn't you? could get it wrong, couldn't you? You certainly could. Yeah, there's, um, that, there's that picture of the class of 92. Two in there when they, yeah, but they were different the times. I mean, they were cutting times. edge. They were cutting edge from their exactly, time. Yeah. I remember sort of a, a whole run, of, a, quite, a very memorable question of sport when the then Sheffield Wednesday keeper Chris Woods in a quite spectacular Versace shirt. Oh yeah, yeah. He'd yeah. really gone out there. Everybody else had gone polo shirt, sports casual. Yeah. But Chris, oh, he might have been at Rangers. Yeah. Top button was done up. We've all made the mistakes at the Outlet Village. Fashion. Pool. Well, fashion. We've all turned up at the Outlet Village and gone, well, this must be nice because it's 400 quid reduced to 50. Yeah. Well, I'll Quinny, wear it. As Quinny called them on Talk Sports, your fashion fox pazzes. <laughs> See if we can dig that clip out. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Alistair McGowan joins us. Good afternoon, Alistair. Hello there. Yes. It must be tempting with your range of impersonations. <laughs> now and again, just, you know, do you ever phone friends and oh. as someone Get else? Get a table <laughs> in a restaurant. Yeah, you, you have a tr just a bit of fun to see if they have, if you, you know. Over the years, of course, I've uh, I, I've rung people recently. As Giles Brandreth, one of my favourite new voices. That's <laughs> very good. Giles is everywhere. Everybody knows Giles's voice, and so it's very tempting to ring people up and say hello. It's our old friend Giles Brandreth. Um, so yes, it has been known. And uh, Frank Skinner is another one. I, I have I have rung people up as before now and just said, you know, I just just wondered if you wanted to uh, to come down to a gig I'm doing. Um, oh, so yeah, of course you are good, Alistair. Because we have. We have a lot of people 
try and do impressions sometimes. So you meet them and they go, yeah. who's this walking down the street? And yeah. you go, yeah, who is that walking down yeah. the street? But, <laughs> but, but, you know, yeah. that was... Oh, but we all have some that are better than others and, you know, yeah. you have some that you're working on. And, and, of course, I've always done a lot of sport people and a lot of football people. And uh, as we've been finding recently, you know, even your best manager, uh, you, you know, your best uh, Newcastle voice, uh, you think he's in the job for a little while. So you work on that yeah. and you think, you know, there's, there's bound to be laughs to be had there. And then obviously Steve Bruce leaves his job and suddenly, you know, that impression uh, is also out, out of work. So yeah. What about Una? I mean, Una Emery could be back. Did you ever, did you ever give that a go over or not? I didn't, you know, it's very difficult. Some of the accents, you know, I mean, he's, he's from Chile, isn't he? And, uh, you know, it's very difficult for me as an impressionist. I've always done uh, British uh, mm. accents, and I know my way around this country very, very yeah. well. And obviously, you can do some people, and this isn't a good, a good impression. But you know, somebody like uh, Ranieri, he's uh, <laughs> hmm, he's very uh, fun to do because uh, yes, you know, there's a lot of noises hmm, in between make it uh, very funny. And sometimes you go for humour rather than accuracy. Similarly with um, with uh, Daniel Farker, somebody I started to do just last week, in fact. Uh, it's very interesting, you know, because maybe again, it's not uh, the most uh, accurate in voice, uh, of voice, but uh, it's funny because he, he, he talks, talks very high and also so very quick and uh, also very happy as well. So this is quite unusual that these things in a voice in football is not, not what you expect. So so sometimes, yeah, you just go for the, the what's funny about this voice. But, maybe don't get too attached to that one. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Quite. that may have quite a short shelf life. Aim, aim to the high, yeah. higher end of the, yeah. the, the, the table. The, uh, I, well, you can, sorry, you can recycle as well. And uh, yeah. I mean, years ago, people might remember, I mean, it is a long time ago when I was doing my, my David Beckham, you know, it's 20 years since I did my TV show. But I've now recycled David, you know, just give him a bit, bit more confidence and slightly less London accent. And it, it becomes Gareth Southgate, you know, which is very useful. Yeah. And obviously, oh, wow, we'll that's amazing. We'll get a lot longer out of Gareth and uh, long may he continue to, uh, to do as well as he's doing at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, uh, Daniel Farker to me, I keep thinking, is is German Kevin Peterson. That it seems like he's a Kevin Peterson base. Whenever I see him yeah. and I hear him, I just think it's mm. German Kevin Peterson. So, uh, or maybe maybe it's just me. The, um, uh, the uh, Terry Alderson, another fine impressionist. Terry was telling us once that he did um, Nigel Ben in front of Nigel. Didn't go down massively well. Um, so I just I just wondered, have you had that? I mean, you've obviously you've done a lot of celebrity gigs. I think I've seen you do the football writers and stuff like that. So you, you're yeah. often in front of people you're doing impressions of. I mean, is it, does it generally go down well? Have you had anybody sort of slightly push no. back? Generally, it's fine. And uh, footballers are very used to being ribbed, I think, you know, because in the yeah. team game, they're always making fun of each other. So, uh, but there was an incident a few years ago where um, it's, sometimes it's the joke that people don't get. Um, I worked with Alan Hansen. This is about eight, eight years ago or so now. And uh, at, a, at a dinner, and he said, Oh, you, you're going to be doing me tonight, big man. <laughs> and I said, Yeah, I've got a nice new joke for you, Alan. He says, Oh, what is it? You want to give me a sneak preview? So I thought, Oh, I shouldn't really, but I did. So I told him this joke and he just didn't get it. And the joke was that um, Bake Off had just started on the air at that time, about eight to 10 years ago. And I said, so what I say, Alan, is I say, you know, imagine instead of Paul Hollywood, if Alan Hansen was one of the judges and uh, imagine what he'd say, you know, and I say, uh, well, I think what Richard's done here is exceptional. You know, <laughs> this is a great Victoria sponge. And uh, what's really impressive is uh, that he's, uh, he knows that I'm gluten free and to be a really good baker, you've got to be able to bake wheat in wheat out <laughs> and uh, he said so what's the jewel there then how do I get it went, well no it's because gluten and wheat there's no wheat and that's why it's perfect because oh, no. you're there and you say that phrase yeah, yeah right yeah. and you only you could say wheat oh and he just didn't get it similarly Robbie Savage actually I said to him once doing something for BT I said oh, I've got this great joke he's come on let's hear it so I said well it's about 
Roy Keane, if you remember at the time, had just been, I think it was speed speeding. He'd been accused of speeding outside mm. Altrincham. Yeah. So the joke was that uh, I said, so what you do is I say, as you, Robbie, I say, but Roy Keane, he, uh, he's, uh, he's questioning this because he's, he says that the police records have been changed. He says that the police have changed the statement that he's made. He says the police in Altrincham keep altering him. <laughs> the statements. And uh, he said, yeah, go on. I said, no, that's it. The police are altering them. Keep altering them. They're altering the statements that uh, Roy Keane has made. Yeah, go on. Hey, what's uh, the joke? Uh, <laughs> must feel it's not always the voice, it's the joke. Before you go on, dear me. <laughs> exactly. We, we exactly. will hear from you tomorrow. We hear from you every Wednesday oh, as part yeah. of uh, the voice of uh, uh, Paddy's Challenge, of course, uh, Alistair. Yeah. So you set the yeah, questions for enough. us every week. So. I Look, do. I lovely do. to talk to you as always. Thanks very much. You too. Thanks, boys. Bye-bye. Alistair McGowan. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, we did talk about this when when the news first emerged that uh, Newport County were going with a kind of Burberry-inspired uh, kit, uh, and it was inspired indeed by uh, Goldie-looking chain. It was the third kit, but they've had a few issues with Burberry. Oh. And Eggsy uh, from the band joins us now. Good afternoon, Eggsy. Hello, hello, my boys. How are you? You yeah, doing all right? We're yeah, not too bad. Nice yeah. to this, so, yeah, you've had a cease and desist. It seems a great shame. I mean, it was a fantastic kit, but um, but apparently Burberry weren't very happy about it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the nature of the beast, isn't it? You get these these multinational sort of fashion houses with their teams of lawyers and they make a decision. You, you, you've just got to go with it. I mean, something very similar happened about 20 years ago when we did design a car in a, in a very similar but not the same uh, uh, paint job. And that had to be crushed in front of some journalists and lawyers and burned. So obviously, (laughs) you know, um, yeah. So obviously, you know, I I myself didn't realize there was a connection between the two. I thought ours had a very highly individual look and was unique in the world of sport. But uh, obviously, you know, people have their opinions. And if they've got a team of powerful lawyers, then they can get right in there and, Good luck to them. It was a homage, I'd say. Looking mm. at it, I wouldn't say, but it wasn't like passing off. And you know, what are they trying to say? Does someone that... own a cheque? Do they? Is that can you trademark a pattern? I don't. I personally don't know. But um, it, you know, it's a bit of a shame because everyone was really excited about it. I haven't mm. even got one myself, so uh, <sighs> I'm a bit excited about that. But um, what I might do is just get a couple of you know uh, felt tips and just paint my own version onto my naked chest and just walk <laughs> around the street. Uh, Lovely. They've even been contacting the, the people that bought them, asking them to send them back. But obviously, people are reluctant. I understand. Yeah, I, I mean, if any, if I buy something, if I go and buy a can of lager from the shop, and and you know Tony who runs it gives me a call saying, "Can I have my can of lager back?" I don't don't think he's going to see it. Is he, you know? <laughs> also, as, as rare shirts become more and more valuable, oh, you know, yeah. this is going to be like the. Stamp the one they tried to take that had the airplane on upside down, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be like the one they tried. Yeah. Have you got new the new rebel Paul shirt, County Burberry rebel shirt? Has anybody got? A, yeah, this is going to be in the classic shirts collection, isn't it? That's it. And but like I said, I still haven't got one, so uh, I'm just going to cry myself to sleep. Oh. Knowing I'll, never, I'll never see one again. Oh. But, uh, you know, I, it, it, if you've got one, look after it. That's what I'd say. What have you made of all the mayhem around Wrexham? Of course, uh, Charlie's team the talk. He went there and. Uh, and spoilt the part of the party with that late equaliser. But what, what have you made of it? Well, my knowledge of football stops at making a mudslide on the side of the pitch in about 1986. <laughs> so, what, what, what I'll say is, it, it, it was shocking. You know, it really shook the game up. But you know, hopefully, we can move forward. We can get a stronger team, and our management can really push for next season. Yeah, sounds, like, sounds like he knows a lot about it. I Paul. tell you what, there's, there's a couple of jobs in the Premier League going for you based on that. No one's going to argue with that. Yeah, it's, a, it's always a strong first half. That's what you've got to say, and you'll 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 do all right. Then. Yes, uh, the band is you, you, you touring at the moment. 
moment. And I see you've got some dates coming up. Yeah, yeah. We are Birmingham, Preston and Leeds this week. So mm. I think that's Thursday, Friday and Saturday. Then Bristol next, ooh, next Friday, next Saturday. And the uh, Shine On weekend with Butlin's Minehead. Come on, that's yes. on Saturday. And then, uh, yeah, the other, all the other dates are available online. Just type in the name of your favourite Z-list pop group from Wales, Goldie Looking Shane, and yeah. you will be able to find all of our tour dates. So, yeah, yeah get in, come on down and have a laugh. Brilliant. You've also got a great night out. the Demon Seed, uh, the, the podcast you do with uh, Mike Bubbins, uh, where you uh, enter the world of the paranormal. In my opinion, Mike Bubbins' best podcast. Would you say that? Well, <laughs> thank you very much for, for yeah, giving that a plug. Um, mm. When we say paranormal, we're more sort of 99% fart jokes and then uh, short mentions of ghosts or aliens in the last 35 seconds of the podcast. <laughs> it's mainly two men in their 40s just... Uh, becoming the 11-year-olds they actually are. There's a new one out on Thursday, actually, so if you're a podcast user, get in there and listen to something that's incredibly shoddy, very low standards, <laughs> but will keep you busy for about half an hour to an hour, depending oh. on how much we decide to record. That's a proper, he's done a proper what, sales a job on that. sales job. Yes, you? yes, yes. <laughs> well, a good to do you, do you, do you like Quinny's, um, we, have, so we have played it to you before when we saw you in Cardiff, but it is, it is a joy, isn't it? Goldie-looking horn. I love it, I love it. it, it it's, it's just... It's, it's a joy to hear it. It is an absolute joy to hear it. But yeah, I think that's one of the best mistake mistake names we've ever had, and we've had some good ones. Yeah. You know? When, when but, you when you yeah. eventually all break up and you and it's really never going to happen. A bitter fallout like Bucks Fizz was, you know. Yeah. And now they have to go out as the Fizz. Yeah. Or, or, yes. Or, there will know, be a you'll be a satellite band. Goldie looking horn. That'll be you, Eggsy, on your own. <laughs> that'll, that'll be the solo. That'll be the solo show. Exactly. Yeah. Four lines, and that's it. Oh well. Oh, well look, any, anybody who did pick up one of those uh, Newport Burberry kits, hang on to it yeah. um, until the bloke from Burberry comes around and takes a sledgehammer to the police. Police. <laughs> They're smashing in the door. Show us your nylon. Coming back yeah. for the shirt. Okay, cheers, Eggsy. All the best. Thanks very much. Lovely. Thanks for speaking. I love you all. Oh. Have a great time all the time. That's there nice. we are. There's Goldie looking chains. Depressed uh, as ever. And go and check out uh, the Demon Seed. And uh, our old mate Mike Bubbins has been releasing a couple of clips from his new yeah. sitcom that he told us about the other week, Mammoth, which is on BBC Wales this Friday, 9.30, and it's going to be on the iPlayer. Mm. And he's put out a couple of very funny clips. Yeah. The 1970s... Um, sports teacher um, gets caught in an avalanche and then yeah. they find him now they find him in the modern day he's defrosted and he's yeah. still alive uh, and, it's, a, it's a great premise it's a great premise it's a from what I've seen of the premise. clips it, it, the show lives up to it it looks yeah. great so uh, anyway we'll, we'll catch up with Mike at some stage the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast there we are that was this afternoon's show Andy returns uh, tomorrow to the studio Charlie I'm back with you Thursday Lovely for another stuff. birthday spread yeah. Yeah. after last week desperate can you clutch defeat from the jaws of victory once again? <laughs> I, I can't bear the game. Yeah. <laughs> it does it to gets under your skin. Anyway, Andy's back with me tomorrow. If you can listen from one, great. If you can't, uh, podcast available around four o'clock. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.